Welcome to Not The Way I Planned. I'm Carly Cash, and if you've ever found yourself thinking, this is not the way I thought my life would turn out, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll have inspiring interviews, plus tips and tricks to living your best life, even if it's not the life you planned. The holidays. Yes, the holidays are upon us. And uh, I don't know about you in your life, but holidays rarely have gone the way that I intend them to or the way that I have planned. So I wanted to talk about holidays today and how I've learned to deal with disappointment during the holidays and things just not going the way that I think they should. When I was growing up, holidays at least in my mind, were very magical. My mom is the queen of holidays. My grandma on my mom's side is incredible when it comes to holidays. The food and the gifts and the decorations are all a little over the top, but I just grew up in this seemingly magical wonderland when it came to holidays. In fact, my dad will even tease my mom that you know she puts up decorations for Groundhog's Day because it's just she's so into holidays and she makes them so perfect. So I thought when I became an adult, I I could recreate the magic that my mom brought around the holidays to my own life. So I tried to do all of the things, cook the food that she would make and do the decorations and the over the top presents. And it never really seemed to be quite as good as she pulled it off. And I always felt a little bit disappointed in myself or I would think, oh, my kids are not having the magical holidays that I experienced when I was growing up. And some of that was circumstantial. I haven't lived near my parents since I was 20 years old. And part of the magic of the holidays when I was growing up is the fact that both of my grandparents and my cousins all lived in the same town or nearby. And so we could get together and that created some of that holiday magic. But for my family, we didn't live near my side of the family and uh, my husband's side of the family did holidays a little bit different, which that is pretty typical. Everyone celebrates holidays a little bit different or has different priorities. And so we would get together with them, but it was never quite like it was when I grew up. So I would be disappointed, I guess, just to a small degree over little things like with Thanksgiving, I thought that the meal had to be a certain way. No one makes stuffing quite like my mom or, you know, you have to do the mashed potatoes just the right way. And so it just was never the way that I pictured it in my mind. And then I had kids and like I said, it just never seemed to be quite the way it was when I was growing up. And then we had the back and forth. I'm sure you go through this if you're in a relationship of, you know, whose side are we going to celebrate the holidays with? My mom would always say, I'm understanding that you are married now and you have to spend holidays with his side of the family. But truthfully, she always wanted us to be there. And so there was always that. My ex-husband now uh, comes from a divorced family and Initially, it was, okay, we've got to see his dad's side of the family, his mom's side of the family, my side of the family. So there was always that conflict around the holidays. One of my very favorite stories about the holidays 
is when it went very much not the way I planned. So we went to southern Utah to visit my family and the kids were very small. So I had gotten off work and and my husband at the time had packed up the car and I had given him all of these instructions about where the presents were and what to pack. And I just kind of hopped in the car and we, we took off. And on Christmas Eve, this was probably about eight, nine o'clock on Christmas Eve, I recognized that the most important gifts, the Santa gifts had been left behind. And I went into full blown panic mode. The kids were really young at this point, probably six and four. And I just knew they were going to be devastated that, that Santa didn't bring them the gifts that they had asked for. And so I got into an argument with my husband and he stormed off and tried to run to Walmart and they were closed because it was late on Christmas Eve. He ran all over town trying to find stores that were open to rebuy the gifts and no luck. So being the saint that he is, he drove almost four hours to get these precious gifts. He drove through the night and then he had to drive another four hours back to my parents' house. And it really ended up being a Christmas miracle in the end because we had neighbors that were willing to meet him part way. His brother uh, helped out with this situation so that he didn't have to drive quite as far, but he drove through most of the night and he made it back just in time for Santa to deliver the gifts and for the kids to wake up and have that magical Christmas morning. But I really learned a lot through that experience about what the holidays are all about and that it's not just about those gifts. And it is about love and being together and the sacrifices that people make around the holidays. It's it's really, truly about all of that. So getting to present day and having gone through a divorce, holidays are one of the most difficult challenges for sure. Um, of course, there's the back and forth with the kids and that's extremely tough. Spending holidays without your children is just something I wouldn't wish upon anybody, but I've learned a lot through that. So I remember the first holiday I had to spend without the kids was Thanksgiving after my divorce. It was his year to have the kids. And I sat there on the floor on Thanksgiving morning, feeling really kind of sorry for myself. I was all alone and I had plans to go to a friend's house and kind of do this friend's Thanksgiving, but it didn't feel the way that I wanted it to. And it certainly was not the way that I had pictured Thanksgiving in my mind as an adult. And that Thanksgiving, I learned so much. I ended up going over to my friend's house and there were several different parties there. There was another couple that was away from home. There was me. There was his daughter and her family there was, he's been married three times, so there were children from his second marriage. There were children from his third marriage, and, and his current wife was there, of course, and it was just this big conglomeration of people, but it was okay. It taught me that, you know what, this holiday looks nothing, nothing like I thought it would. 
but I've got people around me that love me and we all have gathered together here. And like I said, children from three different marriages and it was all about love and just coming together. And, and that was a great reminder to me of what the holidays are all about. Holidays have been extra special in a way since I've gone through my divorce Christmas, the first year we pretty much spent together. In fact, in our divorce papers, it says that we have to share Christmas and the kids' birthdays. But that's not always as easy as it seems, especially as time goes on. The second year, um, my now ex-husband was dating someone and she was not comfortable with him spending Christmas Day with his ex-wife. So I remember... Christmas Eve, it was just me and the kids. And that didn't feel anything or look anything like Christmas Eve did when I was growing up. Because when I was growing up, we went to grandma's and ran around with cousins. And like I said, lots of food and presents and a big celebration. And here I was on Christmas Eve, just me and the two little kids and a small meal. I felt bad that I wasn't able to provide my kids with the Christmas experience that I had as a child. But at the same time, I know that they felt loved and this was their normal and we were together and it was okay. And my ex-husband came over the next morning and watched the kids open presents. And then I had to let them go for a while. And they went over to his girlfriend's house. And I remember later on coming across some video they had taken over there that it was another reminder that they had this other world that they got to experience different adventures, different traditions that I wasn't a part of anymore, which kind of hurt. But at the same time, the time that I spend with my kids, the time that I get with my kids on holidays is so much more precious and I cherish it so much more than I think I ever would have had I not gone through a divorce. Before my divorce, I was so caught up in the monetary things, what the food was like and the gifts and the decorations. And it just had to, you know, I wanted it so badly to be perfect. And after my divorce, I I still tend to lean that way. But at the same time, I really cherish having my kids, being able to have them in my home and and experience a Christmas morning with them and see that excitement or Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving or their birthday or Easter, any, any holiday that I get to experience with them. I cherish it so much. And even if it's just part of the day, those hours that I get with them are so precious. And I don't think I would have learned that lesson any other way than going through my divorce. I wanted to read a couple entries on my Not The Way I Planned website that I think describe my feelings about holidays better than I could express right now in this moment. And the first one comes from that Thanksgiving that I spent away from my kids. It says, the white picket fence is gone, but this Thanksgiving, I'm more grateful than I ever have been. I'll admit I've fought for picture perfect my entire life. For a long time, I felt I had done all the right things. I went to college, attended church, married a great guy, had two beautiful children, a boy and a girl. I saved my money, bought a home. 
I had my dream job, and we even had the perfect little dog. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that I would be sitting here on this beautiful Thanksgiving day alone. Today, to the outside world, my life probably looks a little less than picture perfect. Over the last year, I've been through a divorce. This is the first holiday that I haven't had my children their entire lives. And so we begin the back and forth tossing of children that so many of you are used to. I've quickly learned this is a road that many have traveled. The truth is that white picket fence, picture perfect life never really existed. I'm not sure if it exists for anyone. If it does, it's something you've decided to create in your mind out of the craziness that is your own life. But I don't know if perfect really exists. Some of my problems early on in life were my unrealistic expectations. Some of it was unexpected challenges that I didn't know how to deal with. As great as my life looked in Christmas cards and on Facebook, I viewed it as not perfect at all. I was sad inside. I always wanted something more. A bigger house, a nicer car. I wanted to be prettier, more successful. Probably to much fault of my own, I became miserable and very ungrateful. There are many layers as to what led to my divorce, but as much as it kills me when I see the struggles and disappointment that the divorce places on my children, I am grateful for it. My divorce has taught me to be grateful for things I was never grateful for before. It's made my children more grateful and more resilient too. I am grateful for the time I have with my children. They only sleep in my home about four days a month because of my crazy work schedule. But those nights and those mornings that I wake up to their smiling faces, I am grateful. I still get to pick them up from school every afternoon, and for that, I am so grateful. I love them more than words could ever express. I am grateful for an ex-husband who treats me with respect. I know there are moments when he wishes he could just punch me in the face. But aside from the fact that it would get him arrested, he doesn't. And he bites his tongue because I know he respects me as the mother of our children. I am grateful for his kindness towards me all the time. This past year, I have also realized what family really is. I have an amazing family. I have parents who drive nine hours or spend hundreds of dollars several times a year to visit us because they love me and my children. I talk to my mom nearly every day, and I'm so thankful I have a mom that I can call. I have a sister who also puts forth so much effort to see me and support me and love me unconditionally. I don't see my brother as much as I'd like. I haven't been the best big sister, but I love his big six foot four hugs that never judge me and always cheer me on. I have wonderful grandparents, aunts, and cousins as well. The most valuable lesson I have learned, though, when it comes to family is that family often comes in that not so picture perfect frame. These are my people, they are part of my family. Life is beautiful. I'm thankful for all of it, the highs, the lows, the blessings, the lessons, the setbacks, the comebacks, the love, the hate, everything. You know, one other thought that I just had about holidays was a meltdown that I had on Easter. Easter is my favorite holiday. I love everything about it. I love what it stands for. I love the redemption and the newness and just everything about about Easter. And growing up, we once again had the most magical Easter celebrations. We would do this big Easter egg hunt at my grandma's and we had yummy food and all of the cousins. And so 
I had tried to recreate this with my own little family, just my husband at the time and the two kids. And of course, my kids being small and picky eaters, they didn't like any of the food I had prepared and they started loudly expressing that. And I lost it. I'd put forth all of this effort in trying to make it perfect and it wasn't. And I'm going to read you this little entry on my Not The Way I Planned website from that experience because I think it describes it better than I could tell you in this moment as well. I wrote, Easter is my favorite holiday. Regardless of your faith or lack of, Easter for me represents new beginnings and hope for a better tomorrow. A few years ago, I lost my joy in the holiday. This is my journey with Easter, my Easter miracle. I was born on Easter 1981, and so began my love for the holiday. As a little girl, it seemed perfect. We'd gather together at my grandparents' house and embark on a huge Easter egg hunt on their square acre property. We'd eat chocolate and hard-boiled eggs until we were sick. When I became an adult and started a family of my own, I wanted the holiday to look exactly as it was in my childhood memories, and I was so disappointed when it wasn't. I haven't lived by my family since I was 20 years old. My two kids have missed out on the joy of having grandparents and cousins who live in the same town. They are too far away to gather for Easter dinner or egg hunts. In the wake of my divorce, holidays have become even more lackluster and not the way I planned. Three years ago, my relationship with Easter was at a grand low point. I had invited my only relative nearby, my father's brother, for Easter dinner, but he and his family canceled on me last minute. I decided to persist ahead and make the Easter dinner I had grown up with as a little girl for my own family of four. Ham, rolls, three different salads, deviled eggs, asparagus, etc. I slaved in the kitchen for hours, and when it was all done, my children proclaimed that they didn't like any of it, and then my husband seemed frustrated by my efforts in the kitchen and my lack of effort in other areas of our household. At that point, I snapped. I poured myself a huge glass of wine, chugged it in front of the kids, and went to church buzzed on an empty stomach. After ignoring the Easter message, I came home with a monster headache and spent most of the day in bed while my husband tried to entertain the kids. I thought, I hate Easter. It's nothing like I wanted it to be for my children. They are lonely and bored on what should be a day of family and fun. I later learned the problem was not Easter or not having family nearby or picky children. The problem was within myself. I thought that Easter was about specific traditions that had to be executed a certain way. I was completely missing the point of the holiday, and I was focused on what I didn't have instead of what I did. Over the next few years, I challenged myself and my expectations. One year, we visited family in Utah, but since I had to be back for work in the morning, we missed family dinner and ate at the only restaurant we could find open, McDonald's. Last year, I invited my ex-husband over for a much simpler dinner and much simpler expectations. This year, I am blessed to have my mother in town. She traveled hundreds of miles to be with me on my birthday and to be with us for Easter. We are making the traditional dinner, but that's not what makes the holiday magical for me again. Through my journey with Easter, I have gained gratitude. I am so blessed to have two children that I get to hide Easter eggs for and buy Sunday clothes for and who will still probably be picky at dinner. My heart aches for my friend Allie. Allie is an incredible mother that lost her son this past summer and... um. So I kind of reflected on that. I said, my heart aches for my friend Allie, who is spending what will probably be her last Easter with her eight-year-old son who has terminal brain cancer. 
my heart hurts for my brother's girlfriend whose mother died suddenly this week and who she had to bury yesterday. Easter is not about eggs and ham and bunnies. Easter is about grace and learning to bloom in wherever you are going through in life. May your day be blessed. And if you need to change your attitude towards holidays, as I did, I hope my Easter miracle will become yours in learning to find joy in the journey and acceptance of life's imperfections. And that's really the message that I want to leave you with as we go into the holiday season. I don't know what my holidays look like this year, and I've had a lot of anxiety over it. It's the first year that I'm dating someone, and I actually got in this huge argument with him yesterday because I had invited him to my side of the family, and he had kind of said, well, you're not welcome on my side of the family um, because his kids are older and they're just not so accepting of me right now. But I don't know what the holidays look like in my life this year. I don't have the money that I wish I had to buy all the gifts that I wish I could buy. And I know that they will probably be less than perfect, but that's okay. And that's what I've learned over the years. It's just, if you have the opportunity to be around people that you love and people that love you back, even if that's not your family, maybe it's, it's friends getting together, whatever that looks like in your situation Just cherish those moments and remember the real reasons that we celebrate. Remember on Thanksgiving that there's always something to be grateful for. I recently started a gratitude journal and every day I write down just little things that I'm grateful for. Um, Small, just silly things like yesterday I remember writing down. I'm grateful that I had the opportunity to take a nap and I am grateful for my little dog Snuggles who loves me unconditionally. Just you know, funny little things like that, but find gratitude every day at Christmas time. Remember, you know, that it's about Christ and his birth and that miracle. That's what it's all about. It's not about the turkey or the ham or the gifts. And if you can share that with your children, you know, I think that they'll grow up celebrating holidays the way that we should, you know, and finding the true meaning in that celebration. So I hope that everyone has a wonderful holiday season. I am going to get guests back on the show, but I just really wanted to share this message with you today. And I hope that this year you view the holidays a little bit differently than you have in the past. Thank you for joining this edition of Not The Way I Planned. If you like what you heard, you can find more at notthewayiplanned.com as well as Not The Way I Planned on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.